0: The views expressed on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. March is Women's History Month, and I have my girl, Aridia Fierro, of the Rest Friends podcast here, and we're sipping some Chardonnay and spilling the cheese May on everything WWE women's division including a recap of my cricket meet and greet with WWE superstar Bianca Belair the new NXT tag team titles that during this episode we did not know were confirmed but now they are as well as Asuka going into WrestleMania who is she facing and why she deserves better and finally we'll be spotlighting some amazing women in the wrestling community in honor of Women's History Month so grab your glass of wine we're going in for the three count Viridian Fiero from the Rest Friends podcast. Here again on Wrestling Wine Down today. And we're calling this the Cheese May Chats. I feel like we have these so often that I feel like we need a special name for it.
1: Cheese May Chats. Chardonnay and Cheese May. I don't know. What should we name it? That is a great name. The Chardonnay and the Cheese May. Here we go. I'm ready for it. <laughs>
0: Let's dive right in. Cricket Wireless is known for doing their meet and greets with WWE superstars. And I've tried to enter before. You've tried to enter. And Cricket has this whole new system now where they used to do a first come first serve. So if you went on the computer or your phone when they would um, distribute their information on their meet and greet, it would you'd be like, out of luck. But now they've done a new system where you have 24 hours to enter all of your information and then they pick random people to win. The giveaway we saw Bianca Belair was having a meet and greet and okay i was so hyped and i had told you previously i said if she has a meet and greet still with cricket like i have to get it and somehow some way cricket released and i was like (gasps) i was online at the right time i entered you entered i feel like with these cricket meet and greets it is so hit or miss like you either get it or you don't i was fully expecting not to get it right I see the email come in. Well, first of all, they send out two emails. They send out the one that thanks you for entering. So we both got one of those, right? Then I see the other one. Hold up. I was like, what? Is this a joke? Like, I could not believe it, okay?
1: (laughs) Your best life. I was struggling, okay? I was having trouble putting my email in and you were like, do you want me to do it for you? And I was like, no, like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, (laughs) But it was a whole issue. And um, these cricket, um, you know, giveaways, I had to have my notifications on, you know, initially when they had Same. it. Same. They would sell out or like sell out, you know, they would all be taken up so quick. And I remember I tried it for a couple people. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's just not for me. And then now that they're doing it differently, I feel like there are better chances. And here we are. You got to meet Bianca. Like, what are the odds of that? The one thing I will say about the cricket that people have had a bad taste in their
0: mouth about is that now it's only U.S. citizens. So all the international fans aren't allowed to sign up, which I'm not sure why they did it that way. I think it is unfair because we know WWE fans are nationwide. You know, they live everywhere. So I think all fans should have the opportunity to meet their favorite superstars no matter where they live. That's just a side note. Yes, Mm -hmm. I met Bianca Belair. (laughs) i cannot believe it i'm gonna explain like the cricket process so it's they have their together i will admit that they have their waiting room you can see where, where you are in the queue like it's very organized right i will admit it was one minute when they tell you it is one minute it is one minute 60 seconds no more or no less you are out of there in 60 seconds which You can't complain. It's free. You still get a chance to meet the WWE superstar, but a minute goes by very fast. So you want to make sure that you have your question ready, that you're ready to go. If you're going to shed tears, shed them before or after. Don't
1: do it while you're in there because you will waste your time. And it's crazy because I remember you were talking to me before everything happened and next thing you know literally the minute later you were like you called me and you were like oh my god i just met her and i was like what that was so quick and literally the minute was a minute and um i remember you were like okay i have a question and is this all right and we were trying to figure out like how long does it take you to ask the question how long do you think we're gonna have and it's just the minute is a minute it's worse than a zoom call it will kick you out yes Zoom
0: is very picky, if you guys don't know. So once you hit that 45-minute mark, if you have three or more people in Zoom, they will kick everyone out. They might warn you like a countdown, like you have 10 minutes left. But once that time is up, they are kicking you out. There's no goodbye, no wave, nothing. You're out of there. And that's exactly how Cricket Wireless is as well. But I'm going to share with everyone how the call went, um, the part where I asked Bianca a question that, like Iridian said, I had to cut down a little bit. Uh, to make sure that I was able to ask the whole question, but this question was in honor of Women's History Month, so I will plug it in right here for you all to enjoy. You've made history this year being the first Black woman to win the Royal Rumble, and now you're going to face Sasha at WrestleMania. How does it feel knowing that you're making history, but also being a positive role model specifically to Black women?
1: It's an amazing feeling. For one, I just feel honored, um, mm-hmm. and knowing that I created history is is amazing, but the one thing that sticks with me is I created history just by staying true to myself and going after my goals. And I think that's the main message here is for anyone, you can create your own history. Just always stay true to yourself. Go after your goals. Start believing in yourself because anything is possible. It's crazy. Anything is possible.
0: <laughs> I think Bianca had such a great answer. She was very detailed. I wish she would have had more time because I definitely did not even get to say thank you or talk to you later, catch you on the flip side. There was nothing there. You know what I mean? Bianca is such a delight. She was very nice. The time went by so fast. Hopefully I have the chance to meet her again, whether it's in person or a WWE call when they do theirs for WrestleMania if they have her involved. But she is such an incredible performer. And I'm just so honored and lucky that I had the opportunity to meet my favorite WWE superstar.
1: It was so great, but I'm so glad that you got the opportunity. And I I was telling you, I'm like, okay, so you guys look so good together. When are you guys challenging for the titles? Like, what's up? When is this happening? You know, Um, you know,
0: I'll need to reach out to my tag team partner to see if she's even interested in anything like that. But
1: you reach out to her and then you get back to me. Of course.
0: Like I mentioned, it is Women's History Month. And as someone with a platform such as this podcast, I do like to spotlight, you know, some of the female creators and designers, I think. Especially in our male-dominated sport of professional wrestling, we don't see enough recognition and praise for women creators, women podcasters, women writers, women designers. I could go on and on and on. But this male-dominated sport has really made it to where we only really look at what the men are doing. And I think it's very important, especially during the month of March and all the time, to focus on these creators and designers that are in our community. So I did want to mention three on this episode. I know you've ordered from her before. Nekamura, she makes these beautiful wrestling pins. She also makes illustrations too. She made a Molina one the other day, which I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Is that, yeah. is that her? Is that a picture? It was it was exquisite. She's made pens and stickers of John Cena, uh, Bianca Belair, the Vela Twins, so many people, even AEW superstars. You recently ordered stickers from her and you've ordered from her before. Can you explain the quality of design that you're getting
1: from Nakamura or Nicole? It's honestly um, really great packaging, really great quality of uh, stickers, of pins. I've ordered the Iconic pin that she had um, with the Iconics, the Bella Twins. I know Teddy's ordered the Young Bucks, so it's not just WWE, she's got AEW stuff, you know? And the stickers that I got, John Cena is already on my laptop case, like front and center, John Cena is right there. And I did gift my edge sticker to Teddy because she loves edge. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I get, you get edge, but it's just like so great. And she's so talented and such a sweetheart um, that she definitely deserves the recognition because she's top notch up there um, with the Young Bucks pin. She added like little confettis and stickers because the mm-hmm. Young Bucks come out. And it rains money. And I'm just like, who even thinks about that kind of stuff, you know? But she does. And I love Nicole. She's so great. Super sweet.
0: Her username, if you want to buy pens or stickers, is at N-E-C-K-A-M-U-R-A on Instagram. Um, And she has all of her illustrations, her designs on there. Definitely take a look at that. Moving on, Scarlett Harris recently released her book, which I have right here in my hands. It's called A Diva Was a Female Version of a Wrestler and abbreviated her street of world wrestling entertainment. This book is fresh off the press. It just came out. I'm really looking forward to reading it. I know you have a copy. So of course, we're going to be doing a book club, but yes. I'm going to read the back to you so that you, you guys at home, if you haven't bought your copy yet, you have a good idea of what this book is actually about. diva was a female version of a wrestler. An abbreviated history of world wrestling entertainment is a profoundly intelligent and opinionated cultural exploration of the history of professional women's wrestling. It has never been more relevant than now with with its strong connection to the hashtag me Too and times up movements and it's passionate argument that wwe has undervalued and even mistreated women over the course of its history from the rock and wrestling connection to the attitude and divas eras to the women's wrestling evolution happening now all of the biggest names in wrestling past and present are here ronda rousey becky lynch charlotte flair Sasha Banks, The Bella Twins, The Fabulous Moolah, Trish Stratus, Lita, Wendy Richter, Miss Elizabeth, China, and more in their stories of adversity and triumph as they fought for respect and equal treatment range from despair to exhilaration. This is an incredibly powerful book that is needed now more than ever. So I'm going to dive into this after we end recording, but I know you've read a
1: little bit of it. What were your thoughts on the book so far? Girl, the chisme is hot. The tea is ready to. Be be spilled like I was reading this book and I was upset about like a lot of the things that she was talking about you know we're so you know protective of like the women and you know everything that's happening in WWE and you know we know how certain people are treated and she kind of lets you know like everybody's business and it's just very interesting to hear well actually to read what's happening behind you know closed doors and I'm just like oh man I'm going to have to finish this book but it's very very good
0: yeah you know I think over the years we've heard a lot of stories we don't know if it's hearsay we don't know if it's actually true and In the past couple of years, recent years, I think a lot of women who were a part of WWE or who are an active part of WWE have really made it a point to tell their truth and tell about the stuff that has happened to them. The moment that I think of off the top of my head happened recently with Lita where she talked about how she was involved in the live sex celebration with Edge in 2006. Now, mind you, I was like a kid when this, yes, we were babies. So I definitely did not watch that at the time. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but I had heard about it,
1: you know, a couple years after. Oh dear. It was late. I was like, okay, you know, is this really going to happen? They're not going to put this on TV. I was like, I don't even know how old, Maybe 11, 12. I don't know. Um, and I would always stay up late. And I was like, mom, I don't care. It's a school night. I got to watch wrestling. And then here comes this main event. This was the main event. And I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing it. And nobody's stopping it. Like, this was the event. I was shook. I do not know what to think. I'm like, should I turn it off? Is somebody going to come out? I was waiting for like John Cena to come out to stop it. Like what's going to happen? And we come to find out that there was like issues backstage and Lita Mm -hmm. was uncomfortable doing it. Like, why did this happen?
0: Yeah. So events like that, along with some of the other stuff that has surfaced, in the last couple of years have really made fans aware of the stuff that actually happens in professional wrestling. You know, it's not just, we see them on TV. There's stuff that happens backstage that we don't know about and et cetera. So I'm really looking forward to diving into this book and seeing what Miss Scarlett wrote about. Um, if you want to go buy yourself a copy, you can go onto Scarlett's Twitter. It's at Scarlett, S-C-A-R-L-E-T-T, the letter E. Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, and there are the links in her bio to buy your copy of the book. Um, I think this is a great collector's item to keep in your collection. Finally, our last woman that I want to spotlight. This lady is so creative. I just have to say that. Her earrings that she makes, like, I've never seen anything like this before. So, knacks. it's at M-I-K-K-N-I-A-C-K-S, she is a designer who creates earrings, candles, pens, stickers. Most of them are wrestling related. Um, our friend who of the show, Brittany Sacco, she wore hers when she did our Prosecco panel. They're super cute. Um, and she's always coming out with new designs.
1: One of a kind. I mean, I've never seen anything like this, like I've said. I love it. It's very, it's very indie to me. Um, I love her steel chair earrings that she's got like with blood, the barbed wire earrings. I've yet to order from her. But I definitely, am not going to miss the opportunity because she's got like some great earrings that only come out, you know, every now and then. Um, I think she's fantastic. Like who comes up with these ideas? How? How would you even think about like the earring? Oh, you know what? I think a barbed wire bat would be a great earring. And of course you would, where would you wear it? To a wrestling show. Like it just makes sense, you know?
0: In our next episodes in the month of March, I will be spotlighting um, some women that are doing great things in our community. Just wanted to start with these three. So hopefully you do, you guys do go out, you find stuff that you enjoy. If you have any designs of your own or you're a content creator that would like to be mentioned here, just let us know at WWDCAST on Instagram and Twitter. Let's get into the cheese, May. Chardonnay and may girl. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks are challenging Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax at WWE's Fastlane, which absolutely does not make any sense to most of us, including me. Um, Bianca and Sasha did challenge for Shayna and Nia's women's tag team titles previously and did not win that match. Um, And now they're facing off again at another pay-per-view for these tag team titles. What's going to
1: happen? I really hope that if they want Sasha and Bianca to be tag team champs, that it would be in the future. Like not right now, we're, you know, a few weeks away from WrestleMania. And I just, I don't, it's not believable yet. Like give me uh, Bianca as champion, and then we can talk about adding the women's tag titles into the situation. But yeah, like you said, we've seen this match before. So I don't see why they're keeping it going. I, I guess we have some time to fill before now in WrestleMania, but it just wouldn't make sense to put the belts on them right now.
0: I don't really think Fastlane needs to be in the middle of Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. That's just my opinion. I mean, I think they could definitely put like a NXT event in there and go with that and then go to WrestleMania. But Fastlane has been occurring for a couple of years now and it's been that weird pay-per-view for a while. You have your champ solidify going into WrestleMania and then you have these title matches that are almost like throwaways. Like for instance, you think of like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Is Daniel Bryan really going to win this champ? and face Edge at WrestleMania. And I mentioned this at Elimination Chamber when Daniel Bryan won the SmackDown men's Elimination Chamber and faced Roman two seconds after. Yeah. Daniel Bryan was collateral damage to Roman Reigns and Edge, so that Edge was able to have that moment and say, I'm facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I got some shit online from people saying it's entertainment. Okay, it is entertainment. It was a great entertaining SmackDown Men's Elimination Chamber match, but it made no sense in the sense of things. This match at Fastlane with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, again, makes no sense in the sense of things. You have to think, Roman Reigns is not going to lose at Fastlane. If he's going to lose anywhere, it's going to be at WrestleMania, which I don't see happening. (laughs) Is that your opinion you're not that is my prediction but i mean still like same thing with this match it's a throwaway match are we really expecting sasha banks and bianca belair who will be facing off going head to head with each other at wrestlemania to pick up the tag titles here we've seen this happen i've mentioned this before years ago with Shawn michaels and john cena They won the tag titles. I want to say it was either a couple weeks before WrestleMania, a couple months. This was a long time ago. And they ended up going against each other at WrestleMania for John Cena's WWE Championship. And they were still tag team title holders. Are we going to pull the same thing with Bianca and Sasha? I mean, we see already Reginald, who I'm not sure why he even has any involvement in this storyline, got involved in the match between Bianca and Shayna. And then Sasha got involved and Bianca told Sasha, you need to handle Reginald like he does not need to get involved. There goes the tension. And I think a lot of people with this specific storyline with Sasha and Bianca are just on pins and needles about who's going to turn heel. I don't necessarily care who turns heel. I don't think neither of them need to turn heel. I think they can have a quality wrestling match with both of them being faces. They're both beautiful women, talented women, strong women. Just let them wrestle. They don't need to be heel and face in this match. Bianca has worked her ass off And you'll hear me talk about it time and time again. She's worked her ass off. This is her opportunity. I don't think that Sasha needs to turn heel at this point. Sasha's on a roll. She is on top. This is one of the only times that she's held the Women's Championship and had a good run. She hasn't lost in three
1: days to Charlotte Flair. So. Which is true. And you know, it's something interesting that you mentioned. It's like a throwaway match. You know, I think this pay-per-view is a little bit like a throwaway pay-per-view. Like we don't need it. You know, the matches, we can just wait till WrestleMania and you could just keep on building it every week. I, it might be like a ratings thing that they're, you know, trying to get people. It's the first pay-per-view that's going to be on Peacock. So maybe That's why they could be hyping it up and trying to make it a big deal, but I just don't see it, man. I honestly don't see it. And we complain all the time that Bianca did not get the chance to be an NXT women's champion. So I think that she needs to be the women's champion. At least just by herself before anything else is introduced, you know, especially with the tag team titles who are very iffy right now. They're very up in the air. I'm, I'm right. not happy with what they're doing with the tag titles.
0: We've seen a lot in the WWE specifically with their main SmackDown and Raw women's tag team champions. You've had teams break up. You've had random teams put together. And now this week, there's a report that WWE is planning on incorporating women's tag titles to NXT. People are scared. They don't understand why tag team titles are being incorporated into NXT when ideally, if NXT is seen as not a quote unquote developmental brand, the WWE women's tag team titles could be defended on that brand, you don't need two separate titles. We saw recently Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai win their tournament to challenge Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for those tag team titles. They ended up facing off against the champions and they lost. And a lot of people are saying that it was a fluke loss. Like they should have won the match. Who knows if they're going to get a rematch. But with the inception of these women tag team titles that are supposedly coming, how are they even going to determine who goes for those titles? Wouldn't you have incorporated that before you started the tournament?
1: Yeah, I, I do get where that's like a little iffy, but I do think that if they were solely for NXT, I think Senor Triple H would do justice. You know, my future boss, I feel like he could be giving me Shotzi Ember vibes, Candice Indie vibes, you know, and really build up that talent. You can even bring over um, women from NXT UK. And, you know, that would still be considered in the NXT brand. I feel like WWE, just with those tag team titles, they messed up with the Iconics. Like, if, if you want to have those be reputable again, like you need to put the Iconics together because they're an OG tag team. Right. Uh, but then again, that would just be on Raw and SmackDown because now if the in- introduction of the NXT women's tag titles, that would just be on NXT. I don't hate it. But also like, what was the point of that women's tournament? If you could have introduced the women's tag titles there, you know, why even try to mess with Raw or SmackDown? I I don't know. It's a little bit of a hot mess.
0: I know. I mean, NXT does have a lot of great tag teams like you mentioned, but maybe NXT didn't want to do the same thing that they usually do, which is presenting a new belt or a new um, trophy at the end of a tournament which is fine. I just, I feel like we need to get our shit together when it comes to tag team wrestling in the WWE. These women tag team titles, as we learned in the Stone Cold session with Sasha Banks, her and Bayley went to events every single week until they got those tag titles incorporated on the roster. And, After Sasha and Bayley lost those titles, it went downhill. And we're seeing random people tag together who have never tagged together before. Like you mentioned, the Iconics broken up. And then you have Peyton Royce tagging with Lacey Evans. It doesn't make any sense. There needs to be a clear path. I think WWE does a great job when it comes to singles wrestling and having those belts in a constant storyline. But when it comes to even the men's tag
1: title belts, there's never really a clear angle the way that they're going. I can't even tell you two people who are together right now in the in the tag teams. Like, I just don't know. They, they don't put enough emphasis on like barely singles talent. So mm-hmm. you imagine like, of course, tag team talent is going to get like washed away. Disappointed.
0: <laughs> I want to see if if Hunter does differently, if and when NXT does have women's tag titles, like I said, I think they have great talent on the NXT roster, great tag team women's talents. Yep. And if they do it the right way, I think they could excel better than the WWE women's tag team titles that they
1: currently have. Yes, and I feel like they could really give the main uh, roster a run for their money because, you know, Shawn Michaels is also on NXT helping out and Triple H and Shawn Michaels were probably part of the best tag team. You know, DX, they know about this, like, and of course, about being champions. So they could, they could, you know, score big here. But I hope that if they are introduced, that they are represented better than the main roster is.
0: Speaking of women's championships, this rumor hit the internet and people side-eyed it and said that, again, Asuka deserves better. So it was rumored that the WWE Raw Women's Championship match that was slated to happen at WrestleMania would be Charlotte Flair versus WWE Raw Women's Champion Lacey Evans with that being said if that were the case they would have had a raw women's elimination chamber at elimination chamber with Asuka's women's championship on the line and Lacey Evans would have pinned Asuka and then she would have gone on to face Charlotte Flair who she was in an active feud
1: with at Wrestlemania bye <laughs> and Lacey, Lacey you know right now being pregnant and so of course she was taken out of the storyline but she's like you know what I'm happy with what I did in the WWE what did you do? Like, okay, first
0: of, we're not going to bash Lacey Evans. Like, no, no, no. I <laughs> I'm
1: bashing Lacey. I'm like, there was nothing that was done with her. You get me? Like, all sh- she was coming out for weeks, literally walking down the ramp, turning around, walking back. What is that? We got no storyline with Lacey except the one with Rick that wasn't making any sense, okay. and paired with Peyton, which was also a terrible idea because they also did nothing, you know? And it's just like, there was so much there, so much there.
0: don't necessarily agree with Lacey Evans not doing anything. I will be very transparent here. I am not the biggest Lacey Evans fan. I think that she is very reckless online. I think she said some really inappropriate stuff to black women, um, specifically Naomi, but we will leave that off the table right now. We will talk about her as strictly a performer. I think when Lacey Evans came up to the main roster, she had mystique to her. She was coming out every week. She wasn't doing anything. She might come to the ring. She might look at you. She might do her twirl and she'll walk away, right? We we saw her involved in storylines with ronda rousey we saw her involved in a storyline with natty we saw her involved with bailey and sasha during the peak of the pandemic we saw her involved with oscar we've seen her involved in these different storylines which is great but as she even talked about it on the bella's podcast she said you know i am pregnant i feel like i've done a lot in the wwe like you mentioned i think she's had these good storylines but a lot of the fans, including myself, just aren't keen to her. We don't like her in-ring persona. She wrestles okay, but she's just not our cup of tea. And that's fine. We, you don't have to like necessarily every wrestler that steps in the ring, but I feel like they are screwing Asuka over every chance they get. There's absolutely no way that if Lacey Evans would have been cleared to compete and was not pregnant, that she should have beat Asuka at Elimination Chamber to go to WrestleMania and face Charlotte Flair. Now, I know people have their whole opinion on, on Charlotte Flair as it is saying that she's held the championship. It would make more sense at this time for Charlotte Flair to face off against Asuka. They were just tag title champions. They lost them. And we get this whole feud, like you mentioned, with Lacey Evans and Ric Flair, which she was basically his sugar baby. No one saw that coming. And it's left Charlotte Flair in a weird position. I mean, imagine some lady who is literally your coworker is supposedly learning from your dad. She's coming out to the ring at the Royal Rumble with Charlotte's robe on, completely disrespectful. I just, I don't know who was writing
1: that storyline because obviously it's come to a close. Doesn't make sense very confusing when you're watching it. You're just like, why? You know, we could write better storylines. At least one. I bet you if you write 10, we would at least get one storyline that was okay, right? <laughs> I'm giving us like that credit. But man, it's it's just not believable too. Like Asuka is incredible. You know, she had one of the longest reigns as champion. And NXT, too. It's just like, oh my goodness. And for her to be like done dirty like this
0: (laughs) not even done dirty once it's like multiple times you know what i mean it's like she unfortunately just hasn't been utilized properly in a lot of situations and during the pandemic her sasha and bailey really rose the top they they worked their asses off to keep us entertained while we were stuck in the house and i think now seeing oscar being almost left on the back burner and we're what a month a month and a half away from WrestleMania, and we don't know who she's going up against. It's not a good look. You you have a Raw Women's Champion who, like you mentioned, was great in NXT. You bring her up to the main roster, you do her dirty once, then you kind of act like you know what you're doing with her. She wins the Royal Rumble, you do her dirty again. You're Okay. Then you have her during the pandemic. She does a great job. Kyrie Sane, her tag team partner, leaves the WWE. We wonder, well, what's next for Asuka? Is she going to leave? What's going to happen? She still continues, she dominates, she's amazing. Now look where we are, back
1: to being screwed over. How much more can- She looks like she's not intimidating. Not really any like crazy competition. She looks like, oh, it's, she's just gonna be like a like a transitional champ. And it's, it's crazy because she's Asuka. Like we know what she can do and she's entertaining and the way that she markets herself, like her YouTube is extremely successful. You mm-hmm. could be doing Asuka and they're just not.
0: Another Chardonnay and Cheese May Chat in the book. Ridian, where can the people find you on social media?
1: Well, you can find Rest Friends on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook at Rest Friends. You can also listen to the Rest Friends podcast on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere, really, where you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we just got merch, so you can find our merch at whatamaneuver.net. Thank you for tuning in to
0: another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Our new website is also coming soon. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes with brand new co-hosts every week. Until next time, enjoy your wine and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers. Cheers!